I have a problem with it. Or was everyone Ooh, not listening? Because they were Ooh, focusing on... Yeah, I'm good. Wheel now. <laughs> okay. I love this New Year's <laughs> energy. <laughs> 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 dangerous, dangerous energy. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what's up, danger? <laughs> Here we go. Our hip-hop episode that everyone's been dreading. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world, a world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and friendship. This is a tale about a world at war, and the people who are forced to endure it. When ancient magic starts to stir, three unlikely heroes find themselves embroiled in a quest much larger than themselves. But, more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Hello, and welcome back to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, end of calendar year edition. It's December, it's 2018, but not for long. I'm, as always, your baby New Year dungeon master, Ben McAllister. Ooh, I'm your slightly behind end of financial year man, Jackson Newsom. <laughs> He's doing me tax returns. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> terrible debt. <laughs> <laughs> String that one together, Tom. I'm, I'm, I'm your uh, all out of time frame scrambling for an equinox Thomas Owen. Oh! Which, which, which equinox? A vernal or an autumnal? Or a... I would say an infernal. Oh. oh! Is that where like our moon becomes aligned with the demon moon? Yes. And the portals open to the mm. dark realm? Yes. And that's the infernal equinox. Yes, And it's exactly. the great balancing it of the two worlds. On the hang on, of July. hang on. I just have to take some notes for season two. <laughs> Infernal Equinox. Okay, we're good. Now, who else is here in the room with me? I'm your late joke other time zone, Grace Chapel. Just not even on the New Year's vibe. Wow. Are you, how is that possible? She's setting the bar low for this episode, so every time, um, someone, every time yeah. Grace says something, everyone's going to be like, wow, that's actually pretty good, Grace. <laughs> hey, considering you guys are all going to be on the East Coast in a few weeks, two months, are you basically going to go to bed at, like, 9pm tonight? Like, <laughs> after Nick's news? Like, it's just, like, to get out of it? Oh, nice Just like, oh, 9pm, yeah, yeah, it's already midnight yeah. for us over here, so bedtime. I, I don't want to jinx it, because, like, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if somebody beds me at 9pm, I'll be thrilled. There's a little bit of a hint for anyone that's yeah. broken into the Curio Hard Drives and it's a sixth episode ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who's listening to this right now, <laughs> hey, did you not get know? out of the air vents and come hook up with me. We're live no. streaming. This is live. <laughs> <laughs> this is going up live to all of our fans. Oh, around God, the world. oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so much to edit out. Yeah. Well, we can't. There's no tape delay. Hey, in case anyone's wondering what some of those jokes are about, it is New Year's Eve! Mm -hmm. It is currently 3.30pm, New Year's Eve, 2018. Hey, we got time. Anyone got any uh, 2018 bucket list items to tick off? Uh, I mean, on the one hand, we have time. On the other hand, by the time they listen to this... We will be about two weeks into. But it means they can check in and see how much of a shit face like. Yeah, exactly. You guys already know. Oh, you guys are from the future. The, the listeners. Oh, you know. We're talking so much. to the future right now. Oh my god. Is Trump dead yet? 
Uh, uh, is that too spicy? Uh, Maybe cut that. I don't want to get on a black. Well, I mean, the last time, last time someone said that, you know, bad things happen. I mean, I'm only asking. I'm not telling anyone to do anything. I also feel like you can't be like, listen. Yes, he died. Yes, I asked the universe to kill them. <laughs> like, I think there's still some yeah, bad. You didn't say, is he dead? You said, is he dead? Yet. <laughs> Why is there a yet? sense of oh, urgency? Oh, You're said, like, yeah. oh, God. Well, no, everybody dead dies. Yet. Everybody dies. Yeah, right? Memento Mori, am I right? Oh, What's that yeah. song? <laughs> everybody. Everybody hurts my oh, yes. <laughs> It really gives you an insight into T's personal mindscape where he's like, the song, Everybody, everybody dies. dies. It's like, yeah. no, everybody hurts and comes back from it. Yeah. It's not like a one and done sort of situation. Yeah, because it's, I mean, everybody hurts, everybody cries. Cries. Yeah. That's what I was reaching for. Cries. I knew that it And then you were like, everybody hurts. And I was like, I guess. <laughs> wow, there could be a rich vein of cry slash die poetry. I'm sure yeah. it's out there. Oh, yeah. Cry. Don't. Rhymes with die. Rhymes with guy. Not to mention the right, colouring yeah. die. Speaking of things dying, what about this bit? And what if we return back to Grace's little uh, fun bucket list? Resolution? Yeah, that, that seems like it'll no, be... Hang on, you said bucket list? Yeah, Grace resolution? said 2018 bucket list item. Because I'm going to kill you all tomorrow. <laughs> oh! Wait, so, okay, so this isn't on. a new resolution. This is one thing we want to do before Before we die. midnight. Yeah, before we I think tease is pretty it's obvious. got to be close to midnight. Yeah, I just want to get as many random song lyrics on Yeah, that was what Jackson was going for. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Wait, <laughs> 2018 bucket list item. Nothing to do with wanting to... Assassinate the president. Yeah, no, we're, yeah, all, yeah. we're all across that. Nobody <laughs> thought that. Oh, I thought he was Nobody talking about Nobody thought that's what you were saying, someone. Tom. It's cool. Nobody thought I that. I thought he meant hooking uh, up. Grace, what yeah. about you? What's your 2018? What did you mean? Hooking up with the dead president? Is that what you meant? I'm not about this corner. I want to hear from this corner. You've had your two I, minutes. I'm not from that corner. <laughs> <laughs> I want another plane of existence. I feel really out of it, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, my 2018 list, things to do. Oh, I do actually have something. <gasps> Um, every New Year's, I paint my fingernails the same colour, and it's the only time of the year that I ever wear that nail polish. What is it? Silver. It's sparkly it's silver. It's like sparkly. It's oh, it's kind of fun. Do you just want to do it like during the podcast? I think I will. And we'll get like Should we some... all do it. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> paint all our nails, Gracie. It'll be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I suggested yeah. that. I don't want that at all. I'm into it. Only hurt my chances of hooking up tonight. Will it, or will you be will sparkle it? hands? Yeah. yeah. Now I'm not sure if you ever. <laughs> What was that fucking TV show called? Um, like oh, the, Sparkle Hands? No, the, the pickup show? <laughs> yeah, the pickup artist. The yeah, artist? Peacock. We've the talked about this before. Yes. Oh, this I should peacock with that. Okay, because here's the thing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm throwing back to Mr. E himself. Like, Mr. E Now, so. you're going to be there. You're going to be uh, at your little New Year's Eve party. A little bit of sparkly fingernail polish on your right hand. Someone's going to come and be like, what's that about? And then you're in. Yeah. Yeah, you're in. Yeah. You're going to be like, it's a... Fuck. How about just... <laughs> it's a... Oh, shit. Oh, got nothing. Well, here's the thing. On your other hand, palm side, same nail polish. You write down what to say next. <laughs> she comes in for the nails. You no, look at your hands. Say, perfect response. You write so down your like phone number. Audience. Oh, no. you're, not about, you're just like... And then you point at it with the sparkly finger. You yeah. point at the phone number written in sparkle oh, on the yeah. other hand. But what if the sparkles are partly dust and when I blow my fingernails... They it's reveal like my phone number. Interesting. Ooh. Interesting. Okay, I can yep. see okay. that. I have exactly the right number of fingers. Really? Oh. I wasn't sure how long phone numbers are, but they're, they're ten. ten. <gasps> oh There's God. so much phone number God, hand related humor. Just, just do it. Yeah, on your. I'm gonna get yeah. that tattooed on the inside of my hand. Definitely don't change your number ever. Yeah. And then you can do like a Paz Labyrinth thing. <laughs> 
so then <laughs> I'm in the middle of my in the palm of my hand it just says call and me and yeah, like, then the <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I'm gonna start my 2019 with nightmares so good yeah. <laughs> let's 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 dip in shall we by dipping back into the world of Carthus now what you the listener are about to hear is probably a little different from your average recap so buckle in for an exciting special recap You see this hulking, imposing wagon with black metal plates covering most surfaces and black, armoured horses frothing at the mouth, straining in pursuit of the smaller wagon on the end of the harpoon. You see the front section containing the drivers of the black wagon, and you see a black, robed figure standing in the driver's section, observing everything and saying nothing. Finally, you see Valeria. She's climbing onto the roof of her wagon. She glances over at you all, and then reaches down to her neck and grabs something. It's a small pendant. A bright, white light spreads out slowly from the pendant and down her arm, and then it begins to slowly envelop the wagon she's standing on. It creeps slowly onto the harpoon, and slowly, along the chain tethering it to the black wagon. You see the black hooded figure start with shock, and it isn't long before his entire wagon is glowing as well. You shield your eyes until you see it start to dim. Eventually, the light fades away entirely, and with it, both wagons and the scholar Valeria. The library at Sanctuary is, to put it simply, impressive. There are old books here. Books that must be older than any of the cities in Carthus. And of course, after some time searching, you come across much information about the Cine. There's one story that appears in numerous iterations, of two Cine, once great allies, who came to be at odds over a powerful artifact, eventually fighting until both were deceased. The crowning piece of the library is an incredibly ancient text that purports to be an actual history of the Cine, or rather, a part of it. The title reads, The End of the Cine, The Hubris of Maleficus the Wise, Part 1. The book begins the tale of a Cine Grandmaster known as Maleficus, who was the leader of the group when they made something. Whatever they made is thought to be both their greatest triumph and their greatest mistake. The fate of their calamitous creation, however, remains unknown. You guys go to the other little holding cell, makeshift holding cell, uh, where Esme is being kept. And I guess it's what, the three of you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wonderful. So you guys all walk on in, and sure enough, there is Esme, this willowy elfin figure, wearing black robes, bound at hand and feet, and gagged. She kind of chuckles. She goes, <laughs> You already know who I am. I'm Esme. Of the hands... Are you telling me you just carved your way through all of our defences, brought down myself and the captain, and you don't even know who the hands are? It's a bit of a sad indictment of the hands. (laughs) (laughs) Jody, can we have a sidebar really quickly? And then Jody turns to you and is just like, What have you done? You, you hear Esme just go, Jody, And then she goes, Ah, oh, dang it. Hmm. And then some weird things happen reasonably quickly. She shouts a word that you guys can't really hear, and something you can sort of see buried underneath her black robe shines through really brightly for a second, and then fades away, and she gone. Probably catching your breath a little bit after a combat that went a little bit maybe easier or better than expected. When you hear some resounding slow clapping 
As you guys turn around and uh, face the far side of this garden, you see a familiar figure standing in the doorway. Slung under one arm with a knife pressed against her throat is the halfling Alyssa Brambles. But the one holding the knife is definitely someone who you remember. It's your good friend Esme. And she says, what's this about a hostage situation? Okay, so let's let's duck in. Let's try and stick a landing on this one. Okay. What if we land the sticking? <laughs> Alright, leave this to Jody. <laughs> <laughs> Charisma 8 character. <laughs> leave this to Silent Jody. I mean, I mean sticking the landing in, uh, in oh, a non-metaphorical yeah. sense. Mm. Okay. But actually, let's leave this to Josie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we are. You're in the chamber where you've just fought these two giant mechanical chess pieces. And walking into the room is none other... Then Esme, the sorcerer in the service of the king, who you haven't seen for some time, and she's holding Alyssa Bramble's hostage. And she says, as I believe I said last time, what's this about a hostage situation? One thing I want to know, um, right. the last time we spoke to Esme, mm-hmm. Jody and Druzzy definitely had very good accents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Yeah, you were like disguising yourselves, but you let slip about Duncan, if you recall. No, Jody. Jody, that's right. You let slip about Jody's name, that's right. The The other guy knew who I I was. I I did like a Duncan esque accent. I thought you were doing like a British thing. I I think it was like a. I think Drozzy was kind of on the. Yeah, maybe a little bit cockney. I think so. I think it went that way. I don't know what it was meant to be, but it sounded a little bit like cockney. It sounded a little bit like this. Alright, so does anyone does anyone have anything to say to Esme here? Or there's a few seconds of tense silence here. What I have to say is hold person. Wait, shit, I'm a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I got um, nothing. Just very quickly. And this isn't to push anyone to do anything, but like just, let's just remind ourselves where we are, right? So if what happened last episode is canon, Jody is currently holding hands with Duncan, having turned him around to face the person oh. in the room. Yes. Um and then he's Druzzy. <laughs> Druzzy. Separate to us, I think. A yeah, yeah. Further back. Druzzy, Druzzy had just trussed up the sheep. Yes. That was right. the other Chesk automaton that uh, oh, is shit. now lying there as a sheep. If we throw that at the whippity wappity, The Whomping Willow? It'll turn it back into a Chesk piece. Yeah, if I break the spell, the concentration. Well, you can just break the spell, yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess you can do it that way. <laughs> Magic works too. Alright. Okay, so, so whilst you guys are sitting around side-eyeing each other and thinking about this, Esme definitely chimes in and says, I think you guys may have been outplayed on this one, so you may as well hand over the pieces. Let's let's just get this done quickly and uh, we can oh, all oh, get out of here. That, um, were you... You wanted the piece? Because you just came into the room talking about the hostage situation. The hostage situation is... Uh, uh, this one, your friend here that I have a knife to the throat of, Alyssa Brambles, oh, she's holding. But you want the piece. Well, yeah, exactly. But do we have the piece that she doesn't... We are not hostage. I'm confused as to what chips you reckon you're holding. Well, the other chip that I'm holding is the fact that on my way in, I may have uh, absconded with a certain item that a certain fishfolk army that was coming up my back trail was interested in. It may currently be in my hip sack, and the front door may be ajar. I was thinking maybe we could do this in a civilized fashion without uh, announcing that we've got maybe 15 minutes before uh, there's a really bad scene here. And I'm, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the only one who can get us out of here. 
you know, the whole teleportation thing that I did do last time when you guys, you had me all, you know. <clears throat> Jody yep. definitely squeezes Duncan's hand <laughs> and hopes that he understands what he means. <laughs> <laughs> After a few seconds of silence, again, she definitely says, He's back, you know. There's nothing you can do about it. He's back. When can we meet him? She looks at you and narrows her eyes and says, You'll meet him sooner than you think. Do you really think you can stop him? You may as well accelerate this whole thing and just give me the pieces now. They tried to keep him away, but I brought him back. We want to meet him. Didn't Valeria tell you about him? Yes, that's why we want to meet him. While this is happening, Drizzlia is very quietly undoing the legs of the sheep. Doing the legs of the sheep in plain view. All right, take yeah, a which slide of hand sanding stones. I do. Uh, I do. Yeah. Jody okay. does. I will tell you this, which is that you definitely know that the words hostage situation that you guys spoke were only ever sent over sending stone, and Esme definitely parroted them as soon as she walks in the room. So mm. maybe you can intuit something about Thanks, that. Thanks. So what you're telling me is that if I snatch Jody's sending stone. I can start singing whatever song I want into Esme's head. Maybe you could enchant, but you could also try a sleight of hand against Jody if you want. (laughs) (laughs) You could give that a crack if that felt like something you wanted to do. Esme walks in the room, we immediately start PvP. (laughs) Maybe that's the tactic. Esme walks in, and then Jody and Duncan are just wrestling. She definitely says, Well, if you want to meet him so badly, then uh, I don't see what the problem is. Um, Where's Valeria? By the way, we can all kind of meet up with. Valeria and you, and we can all go meet him together. And Oh, don't you worry. We don't need her anymore. Okay. Okay. I can see this isn't going, well, I'll be honest, as I expected. So I'd like to make you an offer. In your studies and visitations of various Cine locations, have you ever heard of Nadrash? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Bluff games when God is playing. Go ahead and um, roll a deception. I wear heavy armor everywhere. I have nab every day. She definitely says, hmm, not bad. Six out of ten. But I was more thinking of the question game. Oh, yeah, sure. I've heard of that too. It's called something else in Dwarvish. She says, okay, well... I'm offering you the opportunity to ask me for three pieces of information in exchange for three pieces of information from you. Sure. Ask away. Where are you keeping your pieces? Well, I think you know I only have the one on me. The other one is with him. Right. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) She says, okay. I'll repeat my question before. Where is Valeria? I mean, I already answered that. Not really. You said you don't need her, whatever that means. You didn't... All right. Jazeera says, we don't know. She looks a little shocked by that. And then kind of half smiles and says, well, I guess we gave her too much credit then. Probably not anything to worry about. Okay. Ask away. Why? Like, did you... Did you need the money back? Like... That's a waste of a question, Duncan. Was that a question, Duncan? <laughs> she says, Nah, nah, I'm just, I'm just pulling you later. She says, Okay, I'll give you that one for free. <laughs> Ask away. 
Okay. What's the target? Of what? Your whole campaign. <laughs> um, I mean, to We're- finish what he started. I'm beginning to think you guys might, uh... You yeah. really don't know, do you? Do you want to take a bluff check or a... <laughs> <laughs> well, depending on how you answer that question. I think uh, Duncan answers it by dimension dooring right behind her and grappling her. Okay. This is going to be interesting. I was also touching Duncan. Am I brought with him? Yes. <laughs> this is unfortunate. I'm going to roll here to determine how this plays out. Okay, that one. And also another roll, not for Esme. Interesting. Gracie painted her nails hey, in the middle of this tense, yeah. tense standoff. Yeah, Drazilia was just sitting there painting her fucking nails. Yeah. yeah, very, very good. Okay, this is what we see in slow motion. As Dun Khan makes his declaration, he begins to draw his cloak around himself and around Jody, preparing to teleport the pair across the room to grab Esme. At the same time, Esme's eyes widen. She throws Alyssa Brambles aside and grabs for her throat. She quickly shouts an incomprehensible word, just as Duncan and Jody vanish into another dimension. As they emerge back in the material plane, now behind Esme, and reach out to grab her, they see the final remnants of her form swiftly fading from view. But that's not all they see. They see Alyssa Brambles, now released from Esme's grasp, desperately working the clasp on her belt pouch, and finally, at the last moment, flicking it free. Esme vanishes before your very eyes, but the belt pouch remains. Alyssa Brambles stands up from her half-crouched position, clutching her prize, and says, Well, never underestimate the hands of a thief, I guess. Yeah, she's a light-fingered little bitch. Yes. Jody <laughs> <laughs> just, like, slow claps. That's fucking incredible. Second slow clap in five six. minutes. Yeah, God. she got like thrown to the side. Like none of us had that role. So Esme's now gone. <laughs> Definitely the fish folk is still coming, you assume, assuming she was telling the truth. You've got Alyssa Brambles here with this little belt pouch. You've got the three of you and you've got a sheep automaton. It's um, hmm. it's a real shame about the, uh, the dimension door. <laughs> <laughs> we only have to wait a little while. <laughs> <laughs> What do you guys do? Should we search the the contents of her purse? Yeah. yeah. Yep. See if we can get her ID. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know who she is. The clubs in Carthage. Yeah. Just... You definitely you definitely search through a bag and you pull out a little Scandic, picture Scandic ID bag from every house. <laughs> a little picture ID that says Esme, yeah. <laughs> agent of the kid, <laughs> somewhere on it. Cool. So you want to search through the bags? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You spill open these belt pa- belt. Belch bags. <laughs> you guys spill open these belt pouch bag doodads. And uh, bag doodles. in the process, by the way, <laughs> add to your group inventory one bag of holding, which is what this is. It's a belt pouch bag of holding. Is that like a Hermione bag? Yeah, Grace. It's like a Hermione bag. Yeah. That's what it is. Bag. Like Hermione's bag that's bigger on the inside. Oh, you mean like a TARDIS? Yeah, nice. Yeah, so add bag of holding, which is what this is. Inside the bag of holding, you find a number of very interesting little doodads. One of which is definitely a small, slim, like, bezeled edge copper rectangle. Probably roughly the dimensions of, like, a smartphone. 
And uh, it definitely does have a little glass panel on the front of it. And on the back, it contains... Well, it has two buttons. I've written it down as smartphone, so that we know it's kind of like a smartphone, but different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, one of the buttons is currently depressed. Oh. <laughs> you guys are eating. Me on the other hand. Yep. Okay. So you found smartphone, this little uh, weird-looking thing. Yeah. And then you find two small discs, one of polished copper and one of dark stone, that both have little divots in them, little dents in them that appear roughly piece-sized and piece-dimensioned. Aren't the pieces, like, relatively big? Yeah, they're little, like, chunky little rocks. So they're these discs mm-hmm. that are probably, like, palm size with, like, a divot for what looks like would fit a piece. Kind of like a, like a little plate that you'd put a rock on. It's like an indentation for the little plate, yeah. But roughly that's what it is. One's kind of made out of polished copper and one's kind of made out of... Put a, should we put a piece in and see what happens? Should we get somewhere safe before you start fucking <laughs> yeah. around with this yeah, ancient right. magic? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, we have no clue what this could do to us. I mean, it just like blows somebody's hand off. Like, <laughs> we are not in a good place. Oh, oh also in there, also in there, uh, the fishboat Keystone. Hell that, yeah. Um, that definitely nice. does tumble out. So. Keystone. And what should we call, should we call them uh, black plate, copper plate? Yeah, that looks great. Now, hang on. So we defeated the Chesk uh, things, right? When you defeated the white one, you turned the black one into a black sheep. Isn't that not like a cultural defeat, though? Oh, yeah, it's a defeat. You definitely beat them. You got the XP points for it. Great. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, was what it, did we find? But, like, what, yeah, what were we... Because like, Esme came and interrupted the conclusion of that. Yeah, okay, I guess you guys haven't really had a chance to search through the remains of the automaton that you definitely did break the fuck apart. I mean, it's still, like, largely a machine, but it's kind of broken and crumbled a little bit, so you can probably go over and have a little bit of a poke around. Yeah, research the whole room, really. Yeah, okay, then take some perception checks. I'm going to look through the garden. Look through the garden? Do you reckon being a machine, it has has guts for the nuts? Yeah, dude. It's a six for me. Nice. It's very high. Uh, Thirteen for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Ten. Oh. Okay, I think with your six and your ten, you're probably like sweeping around the garden and you don't really find anything. You probably get a little prick on your hand from if touching in a garden. You would be raking, not sweeping. Yeah, it's true. Definitely got to rake up those leaves or there'll be forest fires, right? 2018 jokes. Gotta get those in under the wire. It's really funny because like, when Stan you say Lee, am I right? You said jokes. What yeah, well, okay. References. <laughs> Important celebrity dips, 2018. Let's go, let's go, let's go. This, this can be our Oscars in memorial oh. episode. Oh. Like the, for the impossible joke that we made before the... Yeah, yeah. let's memorialise my impossible joke. Oh. Um, that's a, that sounds like sad mm-hmm. memorial music, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> so were you guys totally just going to let her smoke Alyssa Brambles in exchange for... No, I was just... I was just bluffing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much. Alyssa, no, we would never. I mean, yeah, Jody certainly wasn't going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with your six and your ten, I reckon probably looking around the garden with your little tiny rakes. I I guess you probably find some, like, Japanese, um, like, rock garden rakes. And you're, like, combing through the bushes with those. Richard Roxburgh's just like, put me down! And you don't find anything with your Japanese rock garden Richard Roxburgh's, Tom. (laughs) Instead, Jody, I'm going to say with his 13, spends... I'm going to say a good five minutes fiddling around with the, like, kind of dented, fucked up body of the automaton. And uh, at a certain point, you Does just... He Hugo unweave its ribcage? He Hugo unweaves it. And he definitely... Why is Dukan so into dismemberment? Yeah. yeah. 
Wow, and also non-stop pop culture references. <laughs> really obscure ones yeah. also. Well, that's to make references that, that don't exist on his world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, okay, so Jody definitely, at a certain point, like, he's trying to, like, pry apart, like, plates of the enamel that made this big white knight piece, and he just feels sort of a familiar vein of energy. Like, he falls into a groove at a certain point, and he just feels drawn towards a certain panel on the back side. He has to roll this sort of broken automaton over. On the back or on the back side? On like the back side of it. Great. So, right, wonderful. Not right. on its butt. I thought you like, it's he not... finds a familiar groove and goes straight to the Straight butt. up the butt. <laughs> <laughs> that familiar groove. <laughs> we get back to Carthus. Garrick is there. You just find a familiar groove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about Jarek. Garrick a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Jarek, we gotta shiv it. Okay. Under this familiar panel. Familiar panel. (laughs) 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 Under this panel that draws you to it with a familiar form of energy, you find, unsurprisingly, a piece. A new piece. It looks similar to the ones that you've had before. But there is only one of them, and it appears to be kind of humming with this same vibrant energy that you've now become sort of accustomed to. Is it a fancy piece? Mm, no, it looks kind of like a piece. Looks kind of like a piece. One of these little gems. Cool. Yeah, little kind okay. of like. And so, in terms of coloration, are they because like the last ones were multicolored? This one is clear, clear, like clear crystal gem. Yeah. Cool water. It's, it's ice. Jody racks it. <laughs> Jody crushes it up. <laughs> so Jody has found this clear piece, essentially. Mm-hmm. Little like, piece of gem. So having picked it up, does do you notice anything happening to the room or anything like that? It's all... Nope. Is there like the other like, temple where we like took a piece and it was like off switch? No. Do you feel it change? It hasn't been switched off. Interesting. So, okay. We should be very quick about this. Um, if uh, Esme was telling the truth, which perhaps she was, there might be an army of fish folk coming towards us. <laughs> Which is not ideal. And after my character growth, I'd hate to have to kill them all. Um, of course. Okay, I, I, I will say this actually about you picking up the piece. In the room you're in, you don't notice anything change. Interesting. Okay, great. Should we... The flower. Is it worth... I'm just thinking for, like, global uh, uh, conservation of uh, flora. Is it worth us... Yeah, the bees are dying. I will also say yes, because, just to keep you all on track here, um, because that was not a great reception roll, that's why I made a time penalty there, rather than not finding the thing. So some of your time was absorbed finding this piece with a low roll there. So yes, if Esme's telling the truth about an army of fish folk, they are closer to you now than they were before. Oh, Jody, you found a piece. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. Nice. Yes, very good. Um, let's, uh, we should... We Melissa should says, yeah, um, I definitely didn't... I don't think she was bluffing, by the way. Uh, there definitely were. I mean, there were those ones I knocked out, and then she came, and she just completely rolled me, by the way. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, was not prepared for no, I think, I think that. You, you more than uh, think yourself. <laughs> some days you're um, the chef, some days you're the sushi. <laughs> She says, yeah, uh, interesting choice of words, because I do believe the sushi folk army are on their way to come get us. Was that anything? Was there anything there? What time to roll in? Okay, now, let's let's think about this, because I... Look, I'll be honest with you. Getting this keystone, the cultural legacy object, not my proudest moment. Wouldn't be opposed to returning it. Not sure if that will suffice, or what? We should do about this. I think it's yeah. probably the, the start of what we could do. I think it's our best shot of getting out of here. Very quickly. I know I, I sound obsessed with this flower, but it's, it, I think it is quite remarkable. Should we take it with us? It's, they don't have a pot in their bag. 
Nah, we got some drank. It was in a little pot. He doesn't say that. Yeah. Repot it. Yeah, Jody very quickly is just like... Take a hold of the trowel. Take a nature check to see how long this one takes you. That's an 18, my friend. Oh, very quick. He scoops it right out, dumps it back down into the little pot. Yeah. And it's there. Okay, and Jazilia scoops up the sheep. You still holding the sheep? Yeah. Oh wow! This Ooh, is a, this we is could a play. Find out the fish yeah, we, we could. Jody, Jody, Jody gives the rose a little kiss and waits for one back. Do you put it in the bag of holding? What do you What do you do? Oh, dude, dude, could we fit the sheep in the bag of holding? Absolutely, oh, absolutely, yeah. you can fit the sheep in the bag of holding. Yes, guys, yeah. You can do all yeah. kinds of wacky shit with yeah. bags of holding. I'm not giving you any portable holes. What happens to uh, does anything? Ha- what happens to live things that are put inside a bag of holding? They can suffocate to death, actually. So let's find out. Let me just quickly, uh, just quickly look that one up. That would be bad. I'm just going to cuddle. Would it be bad though? Yes, because if it dies, because then it turns he turns back, back, back into, into an automaton. automaton. But then it'll still be in the bag of holding. Oh, and then probably it'll doesn't suffocate. Probably doesn't need to breathe. Automaton. Yeah, automaton. Yeah. yeah. But then check. we have a golem to use without disposal. <laughs> you can just unleash this automaton at any time. This is a good idea. Invert the bag of holding. Yeah. A living creature put in a bag of holding will suffocate after about 10 minutes. If a bag of holding is overloaded or if a sharp object pierces it from inside or outside, the bag will rupture and be ruined. The contents lost forever in nil space. Deary. Okay, well, let's not... Let's how not how much do we care about this bag of holding? It can also only hold up to 500 pounds. All right. Jazzy cuddles the sheep. It's very fluffy. <laughs> oh, yes. Does it make a noise? <laughs> All right, should we... Roll out? Let's roll out. Okay. Autoclaws. So, yeah, autoclaws roll out. Nice throwback. <laughs> are, are we like running sort of thing? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like when yeah, we yeah. Like, yeah. encounter the fish, uh-huh. we can like sort of stop and skid like a big movie moment. Like a whoa! Yeah, cool. Okay, so. Told you a strength and con. Okay, so there's definitely three strata of running speeds here, which is Jody at like oh, yes. 50, <laughs> Drazzy at like Jody's 30. Jody's running at 100 feet and <laughs> yeah. like 60. Yeah, yeah. Jody at like 30 and you and Alyssa at 25. So Alyssa is a halfling. So you're definitely both just like bringing it like, <laughs> like bump those powerful little legs just falling behind slowly. Jody, like, if you take into account my athletic score, if I just keep jumping... Um, <laughs> what, if, what if Jody puts like the rope around him, like some sort of like sled animal and then it's just running and the other two... like. Just sort of like slow oh, yourself down. Oh, but okay. Increase the other. Two. Increase the other speed. Okay, so you can all tether yourselves up. In fact, <laughs> take a like dexterity check to build this rope tether. <laughs> Everyone what take a dexterity. What the fuck? Why are we doing? We don't have a sled. I mean, you just hold on. I think that's a survival check. Get what if we off. fashion yeah, okay. an automaton oh. into some sort of automaton sled? What if you made a clown sled, Mark II? Uh. No, we can. We can use the, the, the familiar panel. Yes! We're not sliding down <laughs> something. Oh, Lord. No, but I'm, I'll, pull, I'll pull you all. Okay. I'll blow really hard off the bat. Hey, take a survival check to make this sled. I got, you can group check it. Okay. Why are we doing this? I got 20. Oh. A 20! <laughs> Um, ooh, it's not great for Jody. Uh, an eight, ten. Okay, I think we're abandoning this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're okay, abandoning. Okay. You know, no, here's here's what happens. You guys are like five minutes into like fashioning plates of enamel and ropes uh, into making this sled when you hear the march of approaching uh, okay. feet coming Wait, up the corridor. Does it sound like this? <laughs> yes. Dude, that's good. Does Alyssa Bramble was she commenting? As, like, what was her thought? She was the like, three of us like, trying like, to build a sled. Guys, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? <laughs> don't worry, we done it before, Alyssa. <laughs> She's like, I don't think this is okay. Look, it doesn't really matter. We're gonna Give run me a bat mask. I'm gonna cut somebody's leg off. <laughs>
Heyo, it's me, just checking in on you here in the middle of the show as per usual. Thanks for listening to this episode. There's some really cool shit happening in the story, we're really hitting the gas, and I hope you're enjoying it. If you are, and you feel like some of your pals might enjoy it as well, please share it with a friend. The Christmas slash holiday special we just put up is a great jumping off point, seeing as it's kind of outside the regular canon of the show. Speaking of outside canon, we've got some live shows coming up at the Fringe World Festival in Perth in just two weeks. This is probably the last time I'll speak to you before the live show, so if you're in Perth, come on down. The shows are on the 23rd, 24th, and 25th of January at 9.45pm on that late night baby at Lizzie Susan's Comedy Den at the Brisbane Hotel in Highgate. Tickets are just $15 if you buy tickets to multiple shows or if you buy in groups of six. Each show will be completely different, so if that's your thing, come on to all of them. Anyway, I just want to say another quick, sincere thank you from all of us for the support. You rock. Okay, that's it from me this week. I won't take up any more of your time. Enjoy the rest of the show. We're going to run into the fish folk anyway. I guess... Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, and she picks up the keystone and just kind of stands looking anxiously at you guys creating this sled whilst also casting anxious glances at the door to this little garden room. Oh, by the way, when you pick up the rose, this room does seem to kind of power down to some extent. By the way, when Joey does it, the garden recedes and withers. Cool. Well, not cool, but Interesting. it is what it is. Okay, so you hear these approaching slithery, slippery noises coming up. So you guys remember you went up that, like, long tunnel, and then there was that little apartment, and in the basement of the apartment, there was a door that opened into this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can probably hear now that it sounds like there are fish folk slithering around in the apartment, kind of upstairs on the other side of the wall. And you intuit that it probably won't be long before they uh, make their way down to y'all. I'll take the keystone to them. Worst case scenario, I want them standing next to me anyway. All right, take the sheep. Good call. So you're going to walk up with a sheep under one arm and a keystone <laughs> prophet in the hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to drag the sheep by the rope, actually. Okay. What if we tie the rope to Duncan, and then if anything bad happens, we pull the rope and pull you back towards us? That's terrible. <laughs> okay. Whilst you guys are standing around like a bunch of fucking idiots doing all your dumb idiot shit all the time, you hear the first squelching, slippery fish folk steps begin to come. So they get so... Are they moving that quickly? No, a bit slower. <laughs> oh no, it sounds so bad. They are... You know that's what it's meant to sound like, right? What? What? <laughs> the squelching comes down the staircase that brings them into the room with the weird dentist chair slash headset looking thing. And you see a few fish folk and they see you. And they basically immediately charge to the entrance of the room into the garden and stop and lower their tridents and take on a defensive position, these two sort of front guard, and they start furiously calling behind them in fish folk language. Before too long, there is a lethal-looking force of fish folk sort of filling this small room with that sort of centre chair. There's probably at least a dozen carrying these tridents, a few who look not so melee combat-based, uh, like they're maybe a little bit sort of slimmer of body and kind of just standing at the back, and then slowly emerging down the stairs is what you can probably intuit pretty easily is... Something of an elder uh, sort of squelches their way down the stairs. Tom, please. <laughs> what are you guys all doing whilst they're kind of setting up? Well, I walk towards them being like, hey, do you want this keystone? You walk towards them proffering the keystone. Yeah. Okay, I think basically it's you proffering the keystone and all of them that are pouring in see that happening and they kind of take on this guard position because they don't know what to make of this. And they're kind of looking anxiously towards this elder that appears to be squelching down the stairs. So imagine this, like, sort of like... We described these things before. They're kind of like 
snaky bodies like they have like snake tails and then they become like bulkier and thicker and they kind of stand upright and they have like humanoid arm and they're wearing like clothes sort of things on their like top halves and Sahujin? kind of Swajin? kind of like Sahuajin if you happen to know this like or Naga if you've ever seen Naga oh like in, Naga in other forms of fantasy you can- you're a Naga in day. Yeah, right. Okay. You can picture They're very these- snaky. The Naga are very snaky. You can picture these things how you like, but that's how they appear in my mind. And this this sort of old elder fish folk appears to be, well, they're a bit smaller, they're maybe a little bit sort of drier of scale, more cracks around the face. They appear wizened, you might say. And they kind of move to in between those two guards who are at the front, and sort of to where you're standing holding the keystone. And without saying anything, this old crone fish folk barrels Duncan. And extends both of their fish folk hands out in your direction. You speak dwarven or common? She <clears throat> clears her throat and then says, Some common. You take this. You leave. We're all good. She considers this for a moment and says, Why taken our legacy? We didn't. We just took it back off the people who took it. And we're giving it back to you. Because we felt like. Everybody needed to stop stressing out about it. <laughs> she yeah, lady, just stop stressing out, okay? Alyssa Brambles is kind of, I think, probably hiding sort of behind Duncan while <laughs> this interaction is going on. Like, she's just kind of, like, peeking around from behind Duncan. The lady takes a look at you all for a few moments. And uh, is Duncan holding his sword, do you think? Or is it across his back? Where are you guys all standing? How are you positioned? I'm standing further ahead of everyone. I've got the keystone in one hand, the sheep in the other hand, sword on the back. Where were you standing? Uh, probably someone around you. Just around Duncan? Behind no, no, Duncan? No, no. I'm yeah. ahead of them. Yeah, yeah. behind yeah. Duncan. Yeah. Are you holding holding your staff? Holding your staff? I'm wrapped in the makings of a very good sled. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. I'm always holding mine, am I? Okay. So, yeah, I think you kind of are. Yeah. So, Drazi's probably the only one holding her weapon then. And I think the, the crone woman is kind of barreling you guys for a few moments, just sort of taking your measure. And when she spies Drazi, she sort of slowly points over in the direction of Drazilia and Drazilia's staff and says, What's that? This is my walking stick. You will not deprive a young lady of her <laughs> <laughs> She... Her eyes sort of narrow in on the staff that you're holding a little bit more, and she says, Sine, are you the Sine? We've heard many stories of your type. We're not. Then how did you come by their artifacts? We're working for them. How does that help? She turns to another of the, uh, more senior looking, but not quite as old as her fish folk, and they sort of chatter in their fish folk tongue. She turns back around and says, Many of my associates here don't want to let you leave. They think this debt must be paid in blood. But many years ago, before any of us here today were alive, a deal was struck between a great Sine and our folk for the protection of that item. If you are agents of the Sine, I wish to honour the deal. Is everyone going to honour it? They may not be happy about it, but they do follow me. I think Drazilia says, yes, we have heard talk of the Accord. (laughs) (laughs) It it took place on the, the rock out in the ocean, did it not? Aye, our home island. 
Okay, well, you tell your pals who aren't feeling too good about it that this wasn't me bargaining for our lives. This was me bargaining for our energy. If they want to pay anything with blood, it's going to be their own. <sighs> Jody throws his stuff from across the room and knocks them. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you swinging your dick around? <laughs> no, the, the point is... Because there are others who, like, once they, they hand it they over... It's like they, they follow like, her. Yeah. yeah. That and wasn't my like, read on it. It doesn't <laughs> seem like a... It doesn't seem like a feudal society like, to me. you're good to go, and you're like, well, bloody better be, or I'm gonna fucking kill everyone here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't intimidate me, land folk. If you would wish to bring things to arms, we can. I am offering you purely based on the goodwill my people bear for your forebears. The opportunity... To honour the accord. I think that sounds great. She waves her staff, her Sinu staff. <laughs> just, <laughs> just waves it around. Like, roll, roll performance. You and she, you, she, she says, she, she does say, I will simply require a look at one of those artefacts to verify that you are who you say you are. In fact, she then turns over her shoulder and whispers or says something in the fishfolk tongue and another one of these sort of slimmer, older fishfolk comes forward. This one doesn't seem to really speak common and kind of, like, puts their hands out. It's like, give me something. They want, they want some token of showing you are who you say you are. I think I lay down my staff. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Maybe just keep hold of it, though. You hold it out towards this person? Yeah. Towards this fishfolk? So it's kind of like, yeah, take a look at the end of my shotgun, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> This fish folk puts their hands sort of reverently around the staff and sort of like runs their hands along it, feeling its <laughs> shape, length, throbbing girth. Perfectly rich. Starts to fucking go into town. Honor the accord. Let me see this symbol of your office. Jerks. Verified. <laughs> it's got the blue tick. Dude, that's how they get it. <laughs> oh, 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 you have to let someone from Twitter jerk you off, and then they're like, verified. Ben, don't be, don't be simple. It's the way the world works. <laughs> so all I have to do is go to Twitter offices and be like, all right, let's get this done. Come on. Because the measure is if somebody in their headquarters yes. wants to jack you off, you oh. must be famous enough oh. to get the team. Okay, 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 that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. But that kind of probably means like any just hell stud could go get a tick. Although, I suppose if you look at that's Twitter, the way the world works, baby. Where's my tick? <laughs> this fish folk reaches out and kind of reverently grasps the staff and just kind of feels its radiant power for a few moments. <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. I fucking hate you so much. It's partly in the delivery I do. You're not yeah. the <laughs> There are less cocky ways to describe this. And uh, after inspecting the staff for a few moments, this. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's right. been called a staff the entire time. <laughs> Inspecting like, the staff and like, nothing. No, but like, Grace found it and was like, oh, cool staff. It wasn't like some old fish man being like, oh. <laughs> like, really, you know, giving it a go over. <laughs> Like, because you got to. Oh, sorry, we missed the folly of him walking over. Like, the Gringotts <laughs> goblins, like, when they pick up the sword you and gotta, yeah, exactly. like, yeah, you got to imagine the hands are already lubricated as well. Like, it's, yeah. it's all a mess. The whole thing is <laughs> bad. So, this senior fish folk bends forward and just sucks it off. <laughs> <laughs> Smash cut to we've left the temple. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's no way you can say this. It's okay. going to yeah. be funny. Drazilia proffers her piece, and the senior fish folk, after inspecting it for a few tense moments, turns back towards the crone and mutters something in their tongue that you don't understand. At which point, the general energy of all of the fish folk in the chamber subtly shifts. You feel that they're a little less tense. They're not fully relaxed, but the angles of the tridents... <laughs> they all come. <laughs> Collectively, as a species, this is the Nirvana. <laughs> They've just given this fish race their ultimate fucking orgasm. <laughs> energy changes in the room and the crone regards you coolly before saying we will maintain our side of the accord we will continue protecting this keystone and in return you will ensure that no land folk attempt to take our homeland as it was writ of course yeah okay. not. very well Farewell, landfolk. Go easy. And then she sticks her hands up in the air and makes some hand gestures and says some things in the fish language, and they begin just filing out of the room with the keystone in hand. Great. And Alyssa says, Well, I think all things considered, that went about as well as could have been expected. Um, I guess... It was a shame how many fish we had to watch come, but... (laughs) (laughs) Do you think we should keep this um, sheep time bomb or just lock it in the room? Yeah. I reckon we leave it here. Yeah, all right. I don't want to mess around with having a bloody machine coming after us in the middle of the night out of a bag. All right, so you leave the automaton in sheep form tied up in the room? Yeah, Trotsy gives him a little pat. <laughs> All right, so do you guys exit the temple? Yes. yes. Back to yep. where you've come? Yes. Yeah. You would notice as you proceed out through the temple that indeed everything is kind of shut down. I mean, you, you, you leave this sort of um, little barren apartment and begin walking back down that gently sloping tunnel, which was dark anyway. You come back to the room with the platform puzzle, which you find is now kind of dimly lit, almost like emergency lighting has come on. <laughs> the workers and, are uh, up. Yeah, the lights are up. <laughs> uh, the raging torrent of water has completely stopped. The pool is tepid. The platforms have also stopped moving. Should you go for a little dip? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to, because the way to climb up is on the other side. Yep. Yep. Jody swan dives into the water. Great. Okay, so you guys swim back across the pool. Alyssa Brambles is like, oh, I um, was hoping not to... 
yeah, okay, whatever. And jumps in the water and yeah. like, just sort of like doggy paddles away yeah. across the pool. Yeah. Josie like splashes her in the face. She's like, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> and continues swimming across the pool. You guys all climb back up out. She says, oh, I guess I should um activate the uh, the beacon to tell Remember, yeah. we came out yeah, here. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. You find yourself back in that little indoor pool where your boat is deftly sort of beached on that little landing next to that statue of the fish folk and the robed figure. Mm. And, Can I uh, collect my underboid trap? Yes. You get back in your boat, you start paddling out, you paddle back out past the corpse of the fucking giant, horrible fish tentacle monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that is you guys have done a lot in this temple, by the way. This is just my way of reminding you of everything yeah, really that's happened to you. Shit, yeah. yeah, and uh, you get back out to the coast, and shortly thereafter, you are met by the boat woman. It's Lucinda, the captain of the boat, that you rendezvous with. So you're on the boat. Anyone doing anything with any of this cool, fun stuff that you've picked up? Oh, have any of you tried to use your sending stones at all, by the way, in the last little while? Do we get Probably one not. back off no. Alyssa Brambles? Yeah, you can. Yeah, she's there with you. <coughs> Should we chat to the people back home? Because did Gallic not warn us about things getting troublesome? Do you think it's compromised? I, I worry. Mean, how did Esme know True. that we were there? Because <coughs> what if it is compromised? Because she had it. And we don't know what she's capable of. She had the fact that you guys had referred to a hostage situation, yes. She 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 got like she never explicitly said that Alyssa, she'd overheard she overheard you. Did she get the sending stone off you? Yeah. She says, uh, no, no, she um just kind of completely fucking rolled me. I was waiting for fish folk. She came in and before I knew what was going on, I was fucking wrapped up. It was, yeah, it was seaweed. bad, guys. We wrapped up in seaweed. We had sushi. Why would she? <clears throat> no, she not the rolled. sushi, Tukan. No, yeah, no, I got, I got rolled, okay? She's a very powerful sorcerer. You surely know this, all right? <laughs> but that sounds like we can't safely use them. Should we? Okay. Um, Maybe you want to tell people that this channel uh, is not secure. This or something? is the final message coming over these sending stones. They have been compromised. Do okay, not use okay. These stones. When Duncan starts talking over the sending stone, the bag of holding, assuming that's where you put Smartfarn, begins to vibrate as though it is receiving text messages. Ah. And uh, if you were to pick up Smartphone and look at it, you would see text of all these messages appearing on the little pane of glass on the front of it. But we don't know if they have others. But she was presumably able to do it with that because she was nearby, maybe? Presumably there are other sending stones in the world. There could be an attunement or something. Whilst you guys are discussing this, Alvar crackles over and is like, I'm sorry, uh, the last message, what are we, what's going on? What's happening, everything, is everything okay, you guys? What, what's the deal? Hello? I kind of don't want to answer that on here. He says, do you have information indicating that these channels are compromised? Possibly, yes. He says... Well, cock. Um, <laughs> if that's the case, I recommend best course of action is probably for you all to um return to. Um, I guess we need a code up uh, the nest. I guess yeah. Will that work? We'll call it the nest. And Gary Tethered says, "Yeah, that seems like a good idea." Um, I guess I won't update you on my situation then. And all this is read out on the screen as it's happening before your eyes. Yeah. But uh, yes, if we can't talk here. And we need to talk. It would be prudent for you guys to uh, return to. I guess we're going with the nest. <laughs> yeah, should, but... should we meet at the nest, or <laughs> should we meet you, Garrick? Oh, I get it. Yes. Um. Yes. Uh. Well, really, up to you guys. Do you have things you need to tell me about? Well, I suppose. Um, yeah. The but... one bit of intel we have for you, they told us. So it's Maleficus. They're trying to get to with the pieces. 
thought we were pretending to already know that. <laughs> Not to shoot you Maleficus. Oh, um, sorry. What exactly do you mean? And then do we assume that you just relay the fact that she says that he's back and that they tried to keep him away, but she went and got him, which was all things that she said to you? Yeah. Okay. After like a brief relay of that information, which I guess is, yeah, declassified, yeah. He, yeah. he kind of says, well, if it's truly not safe for us to talk on these channels, then um, suffice to say, uh, we should talk face to face. Garrick chimed in and says, yeah, look, uh, you know what? I'm close enough. I'll, I'll just head back to the nest. <laughs> and, uh, transmission ends. So is the implication there that you guys are going to try and head back? Uh, I think so. Back your bags. Head a little way. All right. The kids are moving home. <laughs> okay, so let's say you guys sort of swiftly enough get back to uh, Hanelport. The Fishfolk invasion seems to have ended. So uh, that's worked. Yeah. We did a great yeah. Job. yeah, we did. So, everyone seems a little bit more chill by the time you get there. The whole city is coming. Now, you guys can't get into the main city proper without going through the yes. underground tunnels. Mm. So, you probably have to part ways with Alyssa Brambles down the docks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dude, come on, your actors! Your actors that are waiting for you in oh, town! Oh, shit! <laughs> uh, I think definitely Alyssa Brambles is someone who might be able to take care of that for you, if you give her some direction. Yeah. What were you doing here? <laughs> what was the plan with the actors? What was the plan? I was going to put them in a wagon. And, like, get them to drive you around yeah. and, like, pretend and to be you? If we or... got ambushed, I could pop out with my cloak because people wouldn't be expecting us because the actors... Oh. It's funny because after going through that horrifying adventure, it sounds silly in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I think for a brief moment there, I forgot everything that I'd faced in my lifetime and... <laughs> Seemed like something reasonable to undertake. Didn't kind of know. It's... Perhaps rather than finding the actors to employ, you should perhaps find the actor within. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Sun setting. Just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, oh, man. It's time for us to make out. <laughs> <laughs> As you pull up... <laughs> Let's, let's barrel through here. As you pull up to the dock, Alyssa says, if you have business to attend to in Hanelport proper, I can take care of that for you. And uh, I guess if you need to get in touch with me, you know where to find me. You know, if you... um, I don't know what your relationship is like with Moko and the Black Hens. <laughs> if you let her know you're looking for me, she'll find me. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah. We'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> Although, can I say, I love the, the theory. Very good. She says, yeah, look, speaking of, I think I'm maybe going to get out of the whole thievery game for a little while. That got a little bit hairier than uh, my usual kind of zany art heists do. So, uh... It's definitely better to just retire instantly rather than be like, one more chance. Pop <laughs> <laughs> culture has taught us anything. Exactly. Yeah, she's no days from retirement. She's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, um, I'm feeling pretty good to have come out of this one with my skin intact. So uh, thanks for that. Not going to lie. Won't be disappointed if I don't hear from you. Not because I don't like you guys, but just because, you know, the whole nearly dying thing. It was a whole, you know, it was a lot more than I... No, no, no. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, if you do find Valeria... Tell her, uh, tell her I said hi. And that you're a coward who doesn't want to help our cause. 
I'm kidding. Ah. Yeah. And you part ways and... Freeze for two. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. If you guys are planning to head back to Analor, how do you do that? Okay, so here's the map. Remember, Analor's kind of in this mountain range here. Mm. Panel port's down here. Yeah. Where you all are. Could we take a boat? You could probably take a boat to, like, roughly here. You could also probably get in a caravan. I would say there's, like, probably a trade caravan going Carthus Way or Coran Way. this isn't Jody flexing, but with my sailor background, I can organize passage for us to take a boat. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's get on a boat. Yeah, you guys could definitely take a boat. I reckon Jody probably knows enough people in Hanelport that he can still get, you know, a passage on, like, a trader ship. Yeah. It's probably going to, like, somewhere kind of around here. And if we sail it fast enough at the coast, once it hits the land, I can steer it. Okay, so for anyone who wants to know what's going on, if you go to curionetwork.com and head over to news and you find the map, which is posted in there. Such a good map. You'll see, yeah, drawn by T, very well done. You'll see Hamelport down the bottom here, and they're planning to sort of head around the coast up towards this little sort of inlet just south of the mountain ranges that are west of Carthus. Just a bit northeast of uh, Espera? A little northeast of Espera, where I believe we established that on this road here, there are a number of sort of small towns that is not big enough to be marked on the map. Yeah. I reckon we can probably just... That all goes off without a hitch. You manage to secure yourself, surreptitious passage through Jody's sort of few remaining friends in town, who maybe raise a few eyebrows at the return of their friend Jojo Snibbins, but uh, <laughs> with the expense of a few pieces of king. a few pieces of hard currency, uh, you're able to, 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 to hush things down and make your way quietly on the boat. In short order, you find yourself sort of docking at this little port here, and then probably catching a little wagon out at the main road here. Great. You probably, in reasonably short order, come to a town. I'm going to say this town is kind of roughly at the joining point of those two roads there. So there's the road heading out of Espera, and there's the road heading kind of northwest from Hanelport, and they kind of meet at a certain point on the road to Carthus. Yep. And this little town is called Traveller's Rest. As you roll into Traveller's Rest with your hoods up and your heads down trying to fly under the radar, you take in the sights and sounds of a fairly busy but small town on a trade highway. One sound in particular catches your attention. There seems to be some commotion, and it's coming from the inn. Standing outside the inn is a gruff-looking innkeeper. He's got his arms folded and a scowl painted on his face. He's engaged in a heated argument with another figure that's extremely familiar to one of you. You see the innkeeper towering over a slight half-elf woman who's carrying a sheaf of posters in one arm. You spy a few words on the top of one of the posters as they flop over in her grasp. They read missing person. The small half-elf woman raises her voice to the innkeeper. I don't understand why you won't let me put these things up. I mean, I can pay you. Uh, I don't have any of your money, but surely we can figure something out. Can't you help me? I'm just looking for my sister. Drasilia, your mouth hangs wide as your eyes focus on someone you haven't seen in a long time. It's your sister. She's been looking for you. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chapel, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or Still Interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com.
include all that because that's very <laughs> <No>. funny. <laughs> Uh, or some of it, at least. Yeah, no, it's pretty um, funny. It's funny. It's it's very on brand for us to be we like, we're going to do yeah, a serious dicks. moment, and then we're just like, yeah, but what if it was a dick? And also <laughs> there was fucking... Twitter was there. <laughs> it was turning me off. Yeah, that's like the perfect... That's the perfect, like, crucible in our comedy. This brand of this show. It's like, well, it's like ancient magic going on, but also, like, fucking handy. <laughs> <laughs> 